0: Right On Radio. Right
1: On Radio.
0: Welcome back to Right On Radio. I am your host today, Jeff. If you saw yesterday's broadcast, you'll know why Jesse is not here. But do not go away because I have a very special guest today. She is best known on her YouTube channel, as Shalom Girl. Yes, she grew up in the system. She has some amazing stories that are going to come out. And one might involve a certain guy who's making electric cars and blasting off rockets and stuff like that. The story, if you have not heard it, is actually shocking. But I don't want to go too far because we want to start off with this wonderful person. And she has the most beautiful spirit. I really fell in love with her the first time I saw one of her videos that was sent to me. So Shalom Girl, welcome to Right on Radio.
1: Praise the Lord. Thank you for having me. Thank well, you it's our pleasure.
0: Me. From the first time I, I saw you, I thought, wow, I got to get this person on. And so, you know what? I'd like to do this in just a, a standard interview style. And right. I want to ask you about growing up, your earliest memories as a kid, because you actually grew up in the system that we describe quite often. Can you tell me about your first memories about in that system?
1: Well, let's call it the beast system, shall we? Do we have a name for that?
0: Yeah, you can <laughs> call it that beast system, yes.
1: Okay. Well, so, we call it the uh,
0: brotherhood, which is the proper name.
1: So my grandfather... Was an Air Force military man. Fought Hitler. Came home. Um, bought house in San Francisco Bay with all his other um, buddies, and then raised their families there. And my mother was targeted at um, a Halloween party. All the girls were doped up with acid, and it was a ritual, sex magic thing on the beach. My bio father is the seventh son of a seventh son. Last name is Aragon, which is used in a lot of movies for the dragon fighters and the prince and the witches and all that. And you know what? They want you to believe they're more powerful than they are. Okay. Just so you know, they're not as powerful as you think. They're wicked and they're powerful. They're not as powerful as they want you to believe. So we have to be careful not to get too scared well, they, of the they
0: want they want to disarm us because they know our armament is much stronger than theirs is so it's a deceit game which is you know listen goes back to the garden of eden the deceit right? started there but so once, let's let's continue on so your parents once you
1: flip from faith fear to faith it's a it's a whole new game
0: we'll get there i want to so start out like the, i want to understand game. your story
1: okay so my mother she became a madam in san francisco So she was a mistress, a madam, a dominatrix, but she ran crews of girls. She was. So growing up, people misunderstand this whole concept. They just think, oh, you're the hooker's kid, and they blow it off. No, no, not just the hooker's kid. It's different. It's a system. Don't you know, there's air traffic control, there's ships, people coming into the docks. You know, there's planes, trains, automobiles, there's communication, there's police dispatchers. There it's it's a whole B system. And once they get that 5G grid, it's gonna be more deadly. So
0: how how old would you have been at this time with your mother well 1978? I would have been
1: five. So um my f- first memory with them is that all of a sudden, well, I know they targeted my mother, my grandfather's air force, but My first memory of them was 1970. I'm gonna say my school picture was like 1971, 1970, 71. Those kindergarten pictures. And my first encounter was with someone who was introduced to me as Dr. Malone and Thomas Richardson. Dr. Malone ran the drug clinics in San Francisco that um, people know as the LSD clinics. Uh, My mother went in there and got speed freely. She didn't like acid because she was doped up before anybody heard of acid. 1964 they were just looking for cigarettes and booze at a Halloween party, but a bunch of Illuminati guys seven brothers got the town girls pregnant. So, and then got a few of them in the castle in Pacifica California okay so five years old, I remember Dr Malone, who I now. am Thoroughly convinced is Dr Joshua Norman Alderman, who is Elon Musk's grandfather, who was reported dead in 1974. Can I jump forward a little? Yep. And, I re- and I remember him after 1978. And he was introduced to me as Joshua. And I knew that May was May Haldeman, but I was not allowed to say that.
0: And no, May was Elon's mother. May
1: is Elon's mother. And I was introduced to her as light. And she was at my birth. And my mother on her deathbed was putting some of this together because my mother, her whole life, so my mom was a hustler, you know, like J-Lo in the Hustle movie. My mom was a hustler who climbed that evil rank, but her whole life, she wasn't down with plotting the end of the world. <laughs> she was she was bad, but she that's where she drew the line, was deceiving all of mankind to hell. You know what I mean? She drew the line at that. Because on her day, when she got too close to death's doors, she grabbed her Bible and said, sorry, real quick.
0: Amen. He's, so let's go back. So what was it like? Your your, your mother is a madam. Uh, is your father in the picture at this point in time?
1: No. Remember, he targeted a bunch of girls. Sex, and then he could have just disappeared, right? Okay, they got a bunch of girls pregnant. But they show up in their so lives. He would, so
0: your father was part of the Illuminati people that you were talking yes. about.
1: And he and that was what my mother realized. And he was Air Force. No, my grandfather's Air Force. My grandfather. Mother's
0: okay, I want to be clear. Yeah,
1: my biological father is Spanish from Spain, last name Aragon. These seven brothers show up, drop acid, get the town girls pregnant, blue-eyed virgins on the beach. They're gone like the wind. They come out of nowhere, and and um gather up the mamas you know, talk people into taking in their wayward girls at the castle, you know, come as nuns, whatever, right? The catechism did grounding them all up. And they said that the castle was a Catholic nunnery. Um, They would use different excuses, but my mother was rounded up. She was in that castle pregnant. And there was a bunch of girls in there. And my mother got out. She said, F that and she jumped that giant wall, pregnant. She said, uh, "May Musk was at my birth three. Um, very soon thereafter, at the Kaiser Hospital in San Francisco, and May Musk named me Rosemary. My mother, on her deathbed, realized but that my May
0: Musk named you.
1: May Musk named me Rosemary. And all my life, I heard about this mysterious stranger that named me Rosemary." And then on my mother's deathbed, she confessed to me the last time that she remembers seeing May Musk was somewhere I really want to exploit if it's still there in any way because it's the pizza gate of California. Nobody's looking at it, I think. I mean, sometimes I wanna say something I can remember but I can't remember. I just wanna say there's something super suspicious about the Brigadoon and the nut tree in Vacaville, California. There's an arch of bale. The the nut tree is done with the Illuminati checkerboard floor and the furniture's giant near the little Alice in Wonderland. Queen Elizabeth ate there, Chuck Yeager ate there, Shirley Temple ate there, Charlie McCarthy ate there. I mean, the list goes on, President Ronald Reagan, please. And then the next thing you know, Okay, so everybody loves to go there. Children, families, I love to go there. It's where I'd meet my mom. It's where I'd meet my dad. It's where I'd meet light. And all of a sudden they close up, board it up, say, oh, we're going out of business. And they put a bunch of junk out there and hobos are camping out. And it's like, no, Chuck Yeager, Prince, Prince Philip, Queen Elizabeth, please. Yeah. Please, the story, I'm a grown up now and I'm not buying it. And my brain is integrating and praise the lord and i'm healing and i'm yeah things are integrating and now the memories you know i remember this story doesn't line up with
0: so, so let, let me just explain that to the audience when many children growing up in the system and most of our audience is keen to this but there's new some new people to the channel when you grow up in this beast system as as she calls it uh, or the brotherhood is the proper name a lot of your memories, your your brain is actually fractionized. They they compartmentalize your brain. It, it's a MK Ultra, is what a lot of people refer to it. But there's actually more distinctive programming depending on the giftings of the child and and the different things. So what what happens to survivors who come out of this is after about 20 years of being free from it, your mind starts putting together the pieces again, and that's kind of where we're at. Now, you've been out of it for a while and you've got some things very clear, but there's other things that are still just resurfacing. Okay, good.
1: Well, let me, so let me back up. So let's see, I remember meeting Dr. Malone, San Francisco Drug Clinics, but then I meet Dr. Haldeman. Now I've been saying, I wanna disclose this right now because I I just wanna be honest as I go through this journey. I've been saying 1978 to 1983, right? Because I didn't want to miss anything. But And my school records have disappeared. Things are disappearing off the internet. You know, I'm being scrubbed. But I want to make it clear that I may have added an extra year before and an extra year at the end. Like, But I'm definitely sure in 1981 is the middle of the dates I'm talking about. Because I... Was trying to whenever I was in Napa, most a lot of times it would be in the summer, so there's no record. But I just want to be clear. Like it may not have been 1978, it may have been 1979. May not have been 1983. It might may have been 1982.
0: So you you just you put a border on and it's it's in there somewhere, but you know, you you feel it's probably 1981.
1: Right. I look at a grave, I remember what happened that day. I was with May. There's the grave marker, so you can't change that. CERN isn't changing the. CERN isn't doing the Mandela effect. That's a lie.
0: Okay. Yeah. No. No. no, Okay. So we, let's not get too off print. track here.
1: Okay. I want to. I want
0: print. to go back. So you're you're growing up. Your mother's a madam. Uh, you've met these people. You know about May now in retrospect. But what was it like growing up at that time? What sort of things did you see? And bring me through a little bit of progression in your age as you go on. Okay.
1: Okay, so I was approximately 13 years old. I was born in 1965. I was born in San Francisco, California, USA. I was approximately 13 years old, maybe 12, but I think 13. Hooker's Ball, San Francisco, California. For those of you that don't know what that is, it is what it sounds like. It is an illegal, elite, giant. It's 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 a hooker's ball. Um I remember that Jerry Brown was supposed to be there, like an entourage went by. I Former
0: governor of California.
1: Former governor. Now, I didn't see him, but I remember being like, oh, yeah, that's Jerry. You know. Well, like, we know
0: the elites go to these things. So this would be Linda a ball Ronstadt. where they've got all the women there and the elites come in and have their way and probably do very perverted things.
1: Right. And that this particular one was in the Civic Auditorium Center there's many others held and they got the civic auditorium and it was a three level thing and there was meatloaf was playing meatloaf's a band let me sleep on it remember him so meatloaf was playing on one level um you know whatever they were just you're
0: there as a kid watching essentially this big
1: orgy yeah it was a big orgy it really was and um My mom, as bad as she was, didn't like to do cocaine in front of me, so she would ditch me and I would just, you know, roam around with whoever they assigned me to be with. I was excited to be there. I was happy to be there. I was so happy to be off on a family event with my mother because I was sick and a kid and messed up and I didn't have the right guidelines. I mean, I knew in my heart sometimes I wanted to be a good person, but sometimes I wanted to arise to the occasion and please those people around me, you know? So, but now, I always had um, something in my heart that told me it wasn't right.
0: Now, you you had said, I believe, in one of your videos that, you know, you were kind of like a servant in the system. You Explain that to me a little bit. How were you, you for, a servant?
1: Okay, so um, let me give a little bit of ground. So there was a movie that Brooke Shields was in. I think she was 11. She was a little girl called Pretty Baby. And she was a child growing up in a whorehouse. Well, it was kind of not exactly because my mother kept lots of houses and you know, our home base was our home base. So, but there was a child growing up in whorehouse and they auctioned her off in Louisiana. And I remember my mother saw that movie and her friends and her were doing Coke one night. Said, That's a great idea. The girls are getting big enough. You got to do, you know, and that was like, okay. And she was high as a kite and somebody was pushing her into it. Now see my mother, this is the part I don't understand. Okay, so I was supposed to be auctioned off at the hookers ball. I was scared because one of the girls that worked for my mom, Eleanor, I have a gorgeous picture of her riding white horses in front of the pyramids saying, come, come Mary, we'll find you a chic. I was like, I was a little girl, like, No, I'm scared, I don't wanna go. But um, I remember somebody saying I could get chopped up. Somebody said, no, Claire, don't, you know, you they might go to somebody and, you know those muslim guys they're really rough with girls the zodiac killer was out he was chopping up girls
0: so so let me let me just understand this for a second so you're 13 years old you're at this wonderful party which you were looking forward to but you were actually going to be auctioned off there it's all the elites there uh and this isn't that uncommon and you know i'm not going to make any presumptions but considering the lifestyle your mom is leading, she probably didn't need a a young teenager around uh, to take care of. So auctioning off and getting the money, being someone who is pursuant of money, obviously having multiple houses, as you mentioned, uh, really being a go-getter. So as a kid being sold off, and you're not being sold off at a young age, you're at an aware age. What, what? So did you know before you went to the ball that you were going to be sold off or did you find out when you got there?
1: It fizzled out and then it didn't happen. Okay. So I think my mother was being handled and I can't remember who it was, but Thomas Richardson was in our lives and he was, I guess, the handler. Um,
0: Is that a name anyone should know?
1: I said Tom Tom was the recruiter, I believe, for the CIA for the hookers. I knew when I was a little girl hearing talk that um Tom's parents were Nazis smuggled out of Germany. I knew that he and everybody made fun of him like he just fell he fell ass backwards into what he was doing. I think his parents were brought over here in Operation Paperclip
0: okay um,
1: tom like i was
0: not a a famous name okay so let's just continue the story from where you were okay
1: if that's his real name you know i I love him like a drunk uncle (laughs) he was the good cop in this crazy thing he would smooth things over when things got ugly he would take care of everything just meet you Buy another ranch, buy another house, buy another Jaguar, no problem. See ya. You good? Shove your money full of, three, your purse full of $3,000, and I'm out of here. And it was just quick and easy. Tom just took care of everything. It was like a big CIA machine funding an experiment because they were giving away millions of hits of acid in San Francisco. My mother turned into a madam, would pick up bundles of speed. I was with her once or twice as a child. But Dr. Malone did a surgery on me when I was a little girl, only comparable to Kathy O'Brien. And I don't want to talk about it, but I'll tell you that. And if you want to do your own research. And that's why I believe... Our I audience
0: are- is familiar with Kathy O'Brien. We haven't done a show on her, but yes, most people are familiar with it. It's come up in our things. Are, are you okay? okay? Do you need to take a break? Yeah, first?
1: no, I'm good. I'm I'm powering through it. I wondered how, why the Lord allowed me to go through so much, but it's only so I could uh, share the truth because I'm a tough cookie.
0: Well, and, and the Lord's going to be glorified before the end of this. Uh, I just want to paint a picture. Listen, the, the theme of this show is live right in the real world. You, you have to know what the real world is. The real world has been hidden from the world for so many years and it's coming out now. So now, as a as a child, uh, I want to get to the to the Elon stuff, okay? Because you had that's the first video I saw of you, and you had known him as a child, and he. Well, why don't you tell about that one particular experience that you made the uh, documentary uh, on on your site about?
1: All right, but let me just close something. Sure was supposed to be auctioned at the hooker's ball. And then all of a sudden it didn't happen. And I just went to the party. And the next thing I know, I'm um. there's an arrangement and a meeting. And May comes and talks to me at a table with some other very important people. Now, it was arranged. I go be with her. But yet she asked my permission. So she was made out to be my hero because all of a sudden, now I'm not getting auctioned off to a creepy guy going to cut me up. Now I'm going to a nice white lady with a cute house. Get it? Now, you know what I mean? I felt... Oh, you stable. actually went to her
0: house then? Yes. Okay.
1: But I didn't live with her. I didn't live with her. They. She set was a house. neighbor? It's weird. They said, Everything was staged. Because I look back now and go, that doesn't make any sense. So my aunt, one of my real blood aunties, lost her butt in Europe. They went and blew all their money in Europe for a couple years and came back broke everybody was mad at him because they blew a lot of money and all of a sudden she's friends with may musk and gets a new house a cute little house right across the street well may didn't live there yet to me the thing is is that they owned that they built that street in 1940 of course they this was all planned before i was born so i looked at some of the the records the city records okay i'm i get Sent over to my aunties, a meeting with Mae Musk. Somebody says, Will you watch our kids? Well, will you watch my friend's kid while we go take while we go on a prison visit? And I go, Oh, your kids? Because there was this lady, Amelda. I go, oh, your kids? Because I thought I was going to watch everybody's kids together, a big pile, because sometimes people dumped all the children on me at one time. And that's how I ended up being a nanny. I play guitar and love them. So she said, no, heard this kid's special. He's coming from Africa. I thought he was going to be a little black retarded kid. Excuse me, but I was like, okay, a special little kid from Africa.
0: Well, and this is in that, in that time. Those are, you know, yes.
1: Sorry, that's a language. We were so politically incorrect.
0: Uh, look, I, uh, looks, I, I grew up in Compton in the early 70s. So, <laughs> so I can so, relate.
1: So they asked me if I will. And then may comes and it was a big deal. Living with a coked out mother, my hygiene wasn't great. And I had hookers hand-me-downs. Okay. Even though we were rich as could be. I, you know what I mean? I was not cared for. I was hungry, you know, I am you know, it may be in the Playboy Mansion, but there wasn't a door on the bathroom. So, you know, who wants to go in there and take a shower? You know what I mean? I, so all of a sudden I was in a cute little place and my aunt cleaned me up and got me some pretty clothes that weren't hook or hand-me-downs, you know, Fredericks of Hollywood. Now it's normal, but it wasn't normal then to look like that. And I, um, and May met with me at the table. See, she said, and and that's the first time I met Elon. And I'd like to tell you something that happened that day. I've never told and told anybody. Okay, the first time I met Elon. So May and I we met at the table, and she asked my permission, which I always think is part of them getting me in bondage. Because I agreed, even though I was a child, even though I was procured, I agreed.
0: They and they always
1: ask Do they? She always did. And nobody in my life ever did. So that's different. I remember that. Coming to name. It. So the first time I met him, and then they sent me off to hang out with him. And he, he was in my aunt's house. So my aunt loses her butt. All of a sudden she gets this cute little house on Penny Lane. And you know, Napa's a pretty prestigious little place. And then I go off with the little boy and the women, and I call them, I can't tell you what I call them. Actually, there's a cuss word in it. But I go off with the little boy. And we're playing, and he's skipping around like little guys do. He was tiny as a two year old, tiny. He's skipping around doing little skips like when a deer's born, you know, little kids skip and do little things. And he came over to the window and he was looking at something out the window, and the sun was coming in the window. And I got down on my hands and knees, and he was trying to say something to me. I was like, What do you see, honey? What do you, you know, I thought it was a bug or in the window or something, a bug or he's pointing. And I got right down there with him. His eyes were black. His eyes were black. Black. And I was like, that's not normal. Like, for a minute, they turned turn black. And I remember that fear in your soul and bones. So I remember that, and I've never told anybody that happened. Wow. And then and
0: it's funny. We've been seeing, you know, the acting pedotus with black eyes and stuff like that. Like, the pupils looking black, this... People right. are starting to catch on to these things. The eyes are the windows to the soul,
1: and they weren't always black, but they were black when they should have not been black. The sun was coming in the window, mm-hmm. and my first clue. So now I didn't, you know, I asked Jesus in my heart when I was five years old once. A babysitter led me in a little prayer, but you know, but I didn't even know the word blasphemy. But I could feel something going on sometimes with them, like I was already afraid. My aunt told me, don't piss them off, please them, do anything they say.
0: Um, You just said something really interesting, which brings a whole new light, and I use that word advisedly, uh, to this story. You said you said these little prayers, and they might not have meant much to you at that time, but you actually said prayers to God beforehand. So it sounds to me like his hand of protection has been on you, although you were exposed to a lot of stuff look you didn't get auctioned off you didn't get that. you know Um, you started to get better clothes like you know and things started happening and and so okay let's go back to where you were I just wanted to make that comment that I it sounds like the hand of protection was upon you
1: it was God was huh he always had me and you know if I would have known it was going to be okay. I mean, he told us it was going to be okay. He told us, fear not, like Tiffany told me 365 times or something. If, why didn't I believe him? Um, because I was so afraid my whole life. And now telling the truth, excuse me, but I have a little less fear. You know, I feel better than I've ever felt on that fear level. It's almost gone. When I should be panicking, like worried about a drone hit me in the brain. Any minute. Yeah. Jesus, the faith and the fear level have flipped.
0: All right. And and so just whenever a new name comes up, I need to clarify it for the audience. So when you're referring to Tiff, you're referring to Tiff who works with the show.
1: Okay. Your moderator.
0: Uh, Well, she's, she's more than that actually, but she's very important to the show.
1: She's precious. She is so precious. Yes. Yes, Yeah. She is
0: a gift. There's no doubt.
1: Okay. So first time, first red flag, his eyes are black. Now years in the future, I did psychedelics and I saw my eyes do that in the mirror. You know, your eyes get big when you do mushrooms, black like that. Not exactly like that, but, you know, like that. And I remember remembering that little boy and thinking, was he on mushrooms? You know, no. And then seeing people petition to get microdosing legal. But, you know, because I've known Shaman who told me that they microdosed you know, or that the grandma shaman microdosed the children as they were leaving in the Indian school tribe in the morning, give a little spoon to everybody out the door. Like, man, really? So I thought, did they do that? Was whatever, whether the mother did it or the child just had black eyes. But I mean, I've wondered about it. I don't know, but I know they were black. And that's not Well,
0: so I've never seen an indication of drugs making that happen
1: not like that
0: no that that's demonic would yeah. be my opinion
1: yeah so okay that was the first red flag let's see so she asked me now this is a trip too. the permission thing so then may who called herself light and I n- i've never called her may to her face never Just i never light. called her light only light and, and, um, like, I wouldn't live to see the next day if I ever did that. Like, do not, under penalty, do not ever say her real name. And I wasn't supposed to know her real name because she was in the Helter Skelter book. Um, my aunt had a copy. And there were plenty of copies at thrift stores for 10, 20 years. And now they're not there.
0: So and, she uh, was actually mentioned. She was the maid in uh, Charles Manson's book
1: yes but you can't find that book it's been reprint there's reprints that say first edition but they're not the one i saw for the first 10 years okay so there's reprints and they don't say second edition They <coughs> say first edition but there there's a picture of may missing so um okay i was babe so she asked me if i would babysit and we just called it babysitting And this was all done under, you know, the language has changed. Like I look back now, they use the word slaves. They use the word, don't. They use the word slaves, but for this, the language must be babysitting. I am the babysitter. So I never use that language on myself. Okay. Um, She asked me if I would babysit while she went to see Charlie, Charlie Manson. always thought that was strange that she would tell me that right out you know why would she tell me who she was going to see we all knew who Charlie manson was um i always thought that was weird that she disclosed that you know what but that was part of sabotaging me because if i ever shared what i was doing people cut me off right now and went oh you're a manson oh and they got the heck away from me because you know, because there's something wrong. Sometimes I get it. I'm socially awkward, but once I said Manson, I was cut off. Church people disrespect me. You know, if like if I shared I was trying to leave that, nobody that they just kept it at Hooker's daughter and a Manson.
0: Like, so they could... the social safety network that's supposed to exist was never there for you.
1: No, no. It was there for them to do and, what and they when, wanted.
0: And just to, just to be clear, when, when you were asked to babysit, it was because you were essentially a slave.
1: Yes, thank you. Yes. And those are the words everybody else used, but not me. And so, but I want to share those words that they have. No, other that, that's
0: means. very important because you were a slave to the system at this point.
1: Yes, so I was at my aunt's and happy to be there. Again, May Musk is my hero. And I'm watching this little boy and, he, and I'm told things like he's the chosen one, whatever that means. And so I was babysitting him and May was going to, I think this, I don't know, I watched him a few different times. She didn't do like a bunch of things at once. She'd do one thing at a time. She would go take van loads of televisions to the prisons. Oh no, the battery is low. See, she would take downloads of televisions to the prisons. And I said, why is she doing that? And they said, she's creating prisoner armies, which is not something I could ever fit in a sentence in my life. And I said, why is she doing that? And they said, she's buying future chaos, creating prisoner armies. And um, huh. uh, oh
0: that seems to be playing out right now.
1: Right. And and, and the lady.
0: That's,
1: yeah. And the lady that's telling me all this, she is the grandmother of the santeria. And now, and and she's the mother of the prisoner armies. And so now we're what three, four generations, we're a few generations into those prisoner. They're having babies on the system. They're having baby they're, you know, they got the prisoner, the shot callers in the prison. They go out, they run the drugs, they run the hits. So, this is Mae Musk. Can you see Mae Musk going to San Quentin, having a conjugal visit? Because I thought they were involved because I was a little kid. I didn't see the beast system. I just thought, oh, she's this girl, right? Because I was a kid. I didn't know. But uh, now I realize. So, I saw a Rogan show where he talked about the Charlie Manson CIA connection. And now I realize there's documentation. Mm-hmm. So, this is panning so out. let's
0: go back to that time when you're babysitting him and tell me what happened there.
1: Okay, I got to get a battery. Um, I was babysitting him and May had a lot of ancient artifacts and stuff. He didn't have any normal toys. And um, he had, he got into his mother's trunk. I I I always called it her African trunk because she's from she told me she's from Africa. And there was these little rock statues in there, you know, like little, you know, action figures. And he would set them up in a certain way, like a little stone hinge on his bed. And his room was dark, it's always dark in there. And um, his, even though his room faced the street, it was like blackout curtain on that side. um, Like, so he couldn't see out. And I was the house almost across the street. And um, he set them up in a certain way. And you know when a little kid's sneaking and you still see that they're sneaking and they're trying to be sneaky and you think it's cute. You know what I mean? They're trying to hide something, but you know, they are a cookie. It's kind of being like that happy, but it was wicked. And he said, call me moon. I said, moon, come play with my friends. He's so excited. And I knew something weird was going on in there and there was wind and energy. And, um, I like peeked in the door, (laughs) scared, man. I peeked in the door and something was wrong in there. And it was like, there was something happening. I I don't know the language to describe it, but like- And how old do
0: you think, how old would he be at this point in
1: time? By the record, he would be seven or eight. But he was two year old, like a baby that just learned how to walk. Like, so later I would, wonder and doubt myself is he one of his grandfather's lab experiments you know because i go is he he human i asked my aunt she's like i don't know those illuminati um okay he opened up something a portal a stargate whatever but he was excited and he was jumping up and down and he was
0: able to open up a stargate in his room
1: whatever you want to call it It was a different yeah
0: portal. Well, well, portal would be the actual name.
1: And I've been so embarrassed to say it out loud that everybody would laugh at me or lock me up. Um, You know, I only told my aunt this. I've never told the counselor this.
0: No, people would think you're crazy. It's only now that we're really learning about this, and you know, Jesse has actually done decodes on how to, you know, who's in charge of the portals and stuff like that. Uh, But there's also methods and how to open them that she has shared.
1: When I talk about it, I get kind of defensive and I get like. <laughs>
0: so, no, no, no. So... Really, we, you've got a friendly audience here today.
1: Okay, um, and I've never discussed this with anybody in a grown-up conversation. I mean, I've told people that were like, "Enough! I don't want to hear it
0: anymore." Well, I want to hear it because okay. because God's going to get the glory at the end of the day here. So, God
1: is so good. We.
0: So tell me what happened. You, nothing. Something's not right. Something scary in that room. Describe what you see and what happens.
1: I went to the edge of the doorway, and I peeked in there, and I was afraid just to peek. And there was something happening in there, like a sci-fi movie. And there was something. He set him up like a little Stonehenge on his bed, and he was tiny. Like I told you, so tiny. And he was jumping up and down and he was saying, Moon, come play with my friends. Okay, that right there says he knew exactly what he was doing. It wasn't like he accidentally opened a portal and didn't know what he had friends. So um, I peeked in there and I was so scared. I'm embarrassed to tell this, it's so ridiculously weird. And he was being lifted and he was starting to go, he was being lifted and like I've, seen, he was being lifted and he's being sucked in. I know this sounds ridiculous, but my aunt told me don't let nothing happen to that effing little kid. And normally I would never let anything happen to a child that was watching, I would run between them in a pit bull. And I said, But the way she said it, I said, why? And she goes, he's going to rule the world someday. And I'm like, what? Him? What do you mean? Why? And she said, don't you know nothing They're the Illuminati. She would always do that to me. But she'd say, don't let nothing happen to him. He's going to rule the world someday. And I was like, that kid? You know, so I grabbed his little arm. And I got sucked in. I got sucked into, it's like we went up and then we went down. And it was dark in there, but it was glowing. And I can only tell you that when um, I remember my peripheral vision, because I was afraid to look at it. Because when you're a little kid and you look at the cartoons and there's a bad boogeyman in the Scooby-Doo, and you see its glowing eyes, it's like, don't look at his eyes, he'll get you. And I remember that whole, oh, if you don't look at their eyes, they can't get you. And I, like, I was being sucked in and sucked down, and I had his little arm. And it was weird because like, there was no bottom. And there were these creatures in there and they were giant and they were semi-shaped like humans. They were glorious. They weren't like Smeagol's or any creepy little demon dudes. They were like beautiful, ancient creatures that moved in a different time and they're giant. And like, they had a different head, There was a bird head and like a cat head and a jackal head. And I I would compare them because I'm not super educated to like Egyptian type of things uh, to the types of things may have may had, you know, little artifacts of I'm not from that region.
0: But this also describes angels and devils in the book of Revelation. You know, with multiple heads, different animals pointing different ways. You know.
1: Yeah, the, the angels the gate- had many faces. Look at the
0: guards of the gates of uh, of the Garden of Eden, right? Yeah. Even alone, like that's what sounds like what you're describing.
1: And they were they were beautiful, but terrifying. Um, they weren't on my side. I'm on Team Jesus, <laughs> and um, but I was told not to say that name over there, and um, well, by Of course my
0: hand. not, because they would
1: flee. My aunt told me never say that name over there. They don't want to hear Jack Black about your Jesus. And and I said because I remember when I got saved, I wanted to go save everybody. And she's like, don't you say that name over there. She so, said. okay, well let's
0: yeah. finish the story, and then I want to go to your conversion and how you got saved. Okay.
1: So we're float, we're we're coming down in there. One of them grabbed me by the throat, and I closed my eyes, and I had him. And I was tiny, like a little uh, rag doll compared to it. And it was held in me up like that. And I cried out. I felt like I couldn't talk. And I cried out, Jesus, save me. And it stopped. And we whoosh, we flew back. And we flew out of there. And I still had him. I had his little arm. <laughs> and we flew back. And we rolled. And we rolled out of his room and out of the hallway. And in the living room and i like if you've ever fallen off a, a merry-go-round and you woo and you it's like stop yourself you know uh, and i stopped and we like grabbed the ground and i was like i just felt dizzy and i looked up at him and he looked up at me and we we're like on the ground like we we're looking at a bug and he looked up at me and he goes moon why are you not like my friends and i was looking at him like what the hell do i say excuse me i was like
0: but that's probably appropriate, considering what he
1: is My friends, and I said, well, it's it's scary in your room, Elon. it's dark. Well, they started calling him Elon later. They switched his name. Um, and I remember the difference. So he tried to feed me to his friends, and he knew exactly what he was doing because he called me to come play with his friends. Those things and that, and I'm going to, I said Revelation 10, but I think it's Revelation 9. But I think maybe he's the demon from the Apollo from Revelation 10. I think maybe he's a maybe he's a clone.
0: Well, we, we don't know. We don't we know. Don't know. Uh, but the, eventually, things will be made clear on that. Yes, um, I don't want
1: to be a railing accusation. There's there's
0: no doubt that he has an important part to play in what is happening in history right now. Um, I personally think he's just more on the technology side to be honest. Uh, That's just my thought. I don't know. I don't know. And I want to be clear. I don't know. But I I don't want to just make
1: accusations either. Very
0: brilliant on the technology side. And, you know, who knows, maybe he'll be the inventor of the mark, (laughs) right?
1: That's another thing. Can I share that? I was told about him. Sure. Okay. After he did that opening the portal thing, um, I didn't tell what he did. And then I asked one of my other, this, the, the, the head mother of the Santeria, the head mother of the Santeria. And I think she's the head mother of those people at our Southern borders creating, She's they're calling them in, okay? They, they paid for this a long time ago. But I said, is he the antichrist? And she didn't blink, she said, no but he will present the mark. And when you see him do that, the stage oh, will be set. She said, inter- that? He said that? She said that. The stage will be set for the Antichrist to step forward. So August 28th, 2020, Elon Musk presented the Neuralink. Mm-hmm. Now, is the mark of the beast, the image of the beast to be worshipped? Are they the same thing? And if that was true, would that oh. make him the false prophet? And I always and and if that was true, wouldn't that be a trick of the devil to give us a false prophet who's an atheist, rock star, supermodel, girlfriends drive sports cars and tunnels around rocket ships? Boy, that's there's, one tricky false prophet.
0: There's lots of theories and people because of his stature in uh, in the world. People are going to be thinking a lot of different things about him. Uh, But the fact is, is we don't know at this point. God has not revealed anything conclusively to us. So how did you get saved out of all this? How did God actually win your heart over and where you really became the person you are now?
1: It's reckless love. Uh Remember that movie Groundhog Day where the guy gets another chance and another chance and another chance and another chance. chance. He tries it every which way. Tries it crazy. Tries it being good. He tries it being bad. But God never gave up on me. And I knew that I didn't want to be with those evil Luciferians because I remember telling my aunt because when I said, what are they doing? And they said, May's lights driving TVs to Charlie Manson and the crew over there. Buying off prisoners. And I said, Well, that's cool. Someday, if I go to prison, I want a TV. I mean, that's a dumb thing to say, but that's what a 13 year old would say in the crime family, right? Because aren't you, this is what we're doing, right? And my aunt says, No, it's not cool. And I thought, Well, why are we doing it if it's not cool, right? She said, No, it's not cool. You don't want to owe them anything someday that she's going to call in a favor. That's right. And my aunt was, I think she was getting to the end of the joy. Of being bought off by the devil i think she was tired of dancing with the devil at that point and and i thought well why are we doing it if it's not cool <laughs> i wanted a tv when i go to prison <laughs> dumb dumb okay uh when did i get saved i was sneaking to church all along, um but yet you know what the church did the first time i ever walked into church when i was a little girl i was five years old after the doctor did a surgery on me in san francisco same lived in the same house um there was a big fancy thing at a church next door to my house and my nanny let me go as five years old i went to this thing all by myself i could ride i could get across the state all by myself if i wanted to at seven years old
0: well back then kids were allowed to go <laughs>
1: yeah it's freaky to think i would never let a seven-year-old take seven bus transfers
0: (laughs) no well back then people didn't lock their doors either
1: yeah so uh what was i saying oh i went to a church and um they passed around the communion we all took the communion they passed around the plate of money i didn't know what to do i took a dollar somebody slapped me first church service. okay get slapped okay and then um I don't know, a little birdie died, and I think we put it in a mailbox, and I'll a prayer <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to mail it to heaven. You know, a little thing, having a summit, having a little funeral for your kitty cat. I wanted to be like that. I would see the kids going off to catechism, and I wanted to go. I wanted to go to God's school. Um, the most beautiful message is that God's not mad at me, but the church seemed to be teaching me that God was mad at me. And then uh, when I I rented a, a downstairs room from somebody or downstairs house, but we shared a washing machine. And I got evicted for using a washing machine on a Saturday because they said God was mad at me. It's a Sabbath. I'm like, that's not that's not the God I want to run to. I think they're misinterpreting what he is. You know what I mean? That was religion. That wasn't that was religion. And so that's the God I serve is the God of love. God is love and God is light. And in him, there's no darkness and there's no shadow of turning.
0: So when did it become so real to you that it just, that that there was no turning
1: back? Okay. Well, when I was, after Elon did that, I was sneaking. I was, um, after Elon did that, I was supposed to spend the night at a girlfriend's house. And, um, it turned out she was, we were kids. It's like 15 or 16. I don't know, I was a teenager, but um this girl I knew from school and it turned out um she had a client. she was a prostitute and um I just she was so professional I didn't couldn't you know what I mean I mean I was raised in it and I didn't even see it coming. and she kicked me out. she had to go. and I went and wandered the streets of Napa and it was raining. I was too embarrassed to go back to my aunts. I thought maybe I could find some trouble because I was a kid. <laughs> And there was a there was a church open a downtown in Napa, and um, they were doing a marriage seminar. So there was husbands and wives on a little marriage thing, you know, and I wandered in there, said, can I use the bathroom? And there was a man in there and a wife. Who? Um, he was like Keith Green, just like a Keith Green guy. Just like oh it used to be an old biker and he got saved and he loved jesus and and he goes honey let's go talk to that girl and then they ended up talking to me and praying with me and getting my phone number and giving me a ride back home to my aunts and they stayed in touch and they took me to church every sunday if i showed up i'm sorry for, i'm gonna be straight up with you i mean if i showed up with booze on my breath or stone they took me to church they just kept taking me to church. They never condemned me. They just loved me. I mean, they tried oh, to take yeah. me to the You know.
0: That's beautiful. It
1: just kept coming. They didn't throw me at the DHS. They didn't call CPS, who's just going to do it their way. They're going to do the same crap somewhere down the road. But they just loved me. They didn't try to fix me. They just loved me. And I'm so thankful. And then I gave my heart to Jesus and I got baptized by a pastor named Baba Jones, at assembly of God in Napa. And I called there the other day, but they don't have my baptismal record. Cause I was looking for dates and then somebody anonymously paid for Bible camp and I uh, snuck off one weekend and went to Bible camp and they took us way up to the mountains of Tahoe, South Lake Tahoe. Beautiful up there. People
0: beautiful up there. Yeah.
1: People and there was okay. There was some friends of John Wimber's up there. Do you know John Wimber? I yep. talk about him a little bit. He started the first Vineyard Church. Vineyards, good music. They were at Calvary oh, yeah, yeah.
0: They were the very uh, charismatic with the fire and yeah.
1: They got in a little trouble for that, but you know, be zealous and repent. So, um, so they were some friends of some famous people. Was up there. Friends of my pastor, I guess. And they said, they got a prick in their heart. I was praying, God, please give me somewhere normal to live. In my head, I just thought I was working for Satanists and my aunt sold pot, but worked at the church. I was just trying to be one person. And I was praying, God, please give me somewhere good to live so I could be jesus Lee. <laughs> I was up at the altar, you know, that last night of camp. And um, some people I didn't know, and they look real classy. They they came up and they were very wealthy, influential people from Los Angeles area. And they came up and they said, we are both being led by the Holy Spirit to ask you if you need a place to live. And I said, I do. And, right? So we prayed about it. They said, what's going on? And we didn't use the word human trafficking back then. That's a new word. And I I didn't see myself as that. I just saw myself as a weird situation, you know, really weird, hard to describe. I babysit for Charlie Manson. That's all I could figure out how to say this. And um, anyway, I got in their car and we drove a few hundred miles to my mom's house. My mom was high on the couch. Watching Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Probably coked out of her mind. She was kind of a little bit retired. She thought she had pawned, she thought she'd farmed me out to good people, that I was in a good way. You know, I stayed at my aunts, I worked for the other people. She didn't realize she was being played by the Illuminati. My dad was somewhere involved in all this. May Musk was playing my mom. My mom's sitting on the couch, having cigarettes, and we show up. And they introduced themselves and my mom said, what are you doing here? And we were at the ranch up in the Sierra Nevadas where my horses and some parrots were. And I told her, mom, I asked Jesus in my heart and I want to go live with these people in L.A. And she said, OK, buy me a couple of cartons of cigarettes on your way out of town, drop them off. I'll see you. Call me. I said, OK, I was just a kid. So she basically said, Yeah, just go get me some cigarettes at the bar before you go. And back then a 13-year-old could go to the bar and buy a cigarette. I don't know. I did, did you?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And I we picked up the cigarettes and boom, I went to LA. And these people were friends with John Wimber, who's a very charismatic, prophetic, godly man. And um, they, and they made an appointment for me to go see John. And so I went in to see John Wimber. And John was laying hands on me and praying for me for deliverance or whatever, trying to get a feel of what's going on. And he jumps back and he says, little girl, what do you know about the Antichrist? And everybody's looking at me and I go, well, I don't know about the Antichrist, John, (laughs) but I go, but I've been babysitting a little boy that will present the mark of the beast, right? And he goes, whoa, (laughs) right? Everybody's whoa, right? And he said, wow. I'm sad I won't live to see it, but you will live to see it, and you will warn the world. So I didn't. We didn't know what that meant. Nobody knew the name Elon Musk. Elon Musk. I just that little boy, L, Ellie, and I called him Ellie. Oh, and the Lord made a way out too. When May set me up to blaspheme God, God always made a way out. I didn't even know what was happening when she.
0: She the first it's, time. I, there's so it, many parallels, like with Jesse. Jesse was very high level in this, obviously, but you know, there's so many parallels with what your story is and what her story is. Like God always had a way out for you. And he God always provided a way out for her as well.
1: Yeah, because when, when May was leaving the first time I watched him alone, I said, What's his name? And she, you know, she has an accent. She was avoiding me. It was weird. Like, and um, I was trying to look at her lips. She said, his name's El El Elion, And I said, what is it? And she said, call him El. It means God. And I said, and I just felt like choked, like something. It was blasphemy. That's what I felt. I didn't know what to call it. And I said, well, I'll call him Ellie, like Ellie May Clampett. I like the Beverly Hibbillies. And she looked at me with those steel blue eyes that could see right through. She just looked at me like, what the heck is wrong <laughs> I said her real name out loud, Ellie May, which is weird. It's kind of a little sign of wonder oh, going. Yeah. Right? And I'm all Ellie May, Ellie May. And she just like, I just felt like dumb white trash around her. She's so classy. But God said in my heart when I prayed about talking about this, because I was scared I was gonna get some pronunciations wrong. God said, just just go in the truth, go in this thy might. Like when Gideon said, I'm the least of my brethren, I'm the least of my family, and we're the least. God said, go in that, just go in the truth. Just tell the truth, burps and farts, tell the truth. That's right. Yeah, so the first time I ever met him, she told me to call him God. (laughs) And I was like, I can't call your kid God, lady. I'm pretty sure he's not God.
0: So, but I want to finish up. So you're in this church now and, you know, you've told them a bit about your past and this is really where you were, your conversion was complete.
1: Yes. And John Wimber's um, the first vineyard, which is very musical. He used to be a member of the righteous brothers, which was set to open. I think they did for the Ed Sullivan show when the Beatles came to America. And um, John was very charismatic And he was a musician and just a good guy. And when it got too scary, he could giggle. Like Tiffany, like how she could giggle a little bit. She doesn't get so scared of the boogie. When it gets too weird, she's like, oh, you know, John taught me to not be so afraid. And and he was such a blessing because, again, he didn't judge me. He didn't try to fix me. He didn't throw me at the DHS people, which is Department of Health and Human Services and Seca. Because well, this is a spiritual problem. This isn't a physical problem, really. It's a That's spiritual.
0: Right. Problem. So, um, so, so you know what? Like, this is so amazing. Um, I definitely have to have you back on, but with Jesse, because I want to. Com- I want you guys to compare some notes as we go forward. But before we end, you had a sign and a message that you wanted to show the world or the, the right on radio world explain what this means to you and to the audience please
1: okay so like i told you when i met elon his name was el elion and i'm kind of worried i got that wrong too because i found out that there is a pagan god named elion there's the pagan of the Sumerians. I'm like, oh, what if that's the right? Whatever. I was like, well, Lord, I sort of, I sort of, <laughs> I don't know whether it was this and this or just this one. I, because I always thought she was stuttering. So, what I want to share with the world, the most important message I could share is that this is the name of the true. Uh, Ll yon means God, God Most High. Oh, let's
0: see if that is. Yep. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's clear. So for the for the, for the audio only audience, it literally just says Elion, which is spelled E L Y O N, and her sign says God Most High.
1: Yes. Now that is the name of God in Genesis and other parts of the Genesis 14. You know, and um, and so Jesus says in Luke 21 verse 8. Be not deceived, many will come in my name. Jesus is the maker of heaven and earth too. There's only one maker of heaven and earth.
0: Well, Jesus is the word and the word became.
1: flesh. yes. So, and Jesus said, many will come in my name, be not deceived, go ye not after them. So now the name is E-L-Y-O-N. I always circle that Y because they took it out. Now, does that animal says
0: time? Ellie as well. Just a strange coincidence because you just call him Ellie.
1: It um, is, and she let me get away with that. Uh, <laughs> and so, but that's God's real name, and God kept sneaking up on me at Bible studies and in the Bible. I bought a Hebrew Jewish Bible, and it had that name in there, and I'd slam it shut. I'd be like, "Oh man, what's he doing here?" And the Holy Spirit snuck up on me and said, that's not the little boy, that's me. I want you to know he's the imposter. I'm the real deal. Do you know what I mean? Like the Holy Spirit was trying to show me, don't despise that name. That's my name. He's the imposter who is coming in my name. And so if he, so I wrote Gonzo Shimura, a lot of, Really cryptic letters. Thanks, Gonzo. You translated really well. Made me sound smart. <laughs> I wrote Gonzo a lot of really cryptic letters. And I said, in one, he did a show on called What the W, Elon? I guess I told, I told Gonzo at Face Like the Sun, if Elon adds the Y back into his name, so it wouldn't be Elon, it would be Elion. I want the world to realize what's happening there that he is declaring himself God. And so I felt really urgent in my heart about this. And I wrote Gonz a bunch of letters and he did a show. sudden Elon tweeted, what the W? <laughs> so it has begun. He's playing with letters. But if he did that, I hope I've sabotaged it and gave you all a heads up that I was a, a bug on the wall a long time ago. And I want to expose them and thank Jesus for everything he's done in my life. Um, I want everybody to know God's name. So if an imposter comes, they could call it out. I hope I said that right.
0: Amen. Well, if you read the Bible and you believe the Bible, you will know the imposter when the imposter comes because there's very significant events. The imposter is going to try to imitate, but he cannot duplicate. You know, uh, not, not to the extent where God will do it. So listen, thank you so much for being on Right On Radio today. And to the audience... Uh, just remember to keep us all in your prayers and include shalom girl in your prayers today as well and you know today being a very special day uh, being friday have communion today have that dinner break bread drink the wine in remembrance of our lord and uh you know celebrate passover which has really been on my heart and I want to thank you for watching right on radio. We'll be back uh, on Sunday. There's probably going to be another episode on the in-between. So, oh, there we go. She's showing pictures of
1: priestly duties.
0: <laughs> yes, priestly duties and the chalice and the bread. The Ark of the Covenant is there. Well, praise God. There's the uh, the candles. Praise God. Thank you very much for being on here shalom girl and we'll see you next time remember love your god love your family love your neighbor and make a difference in your community right on right on right on right on radio
1: right on radio